Good evening, well listeners. Uh, it's good to be back. Going to take a little bit of a departure. I know last time I left you April 8th with a podcast, it was a, a walk and talk. We will do that again, um, probably in May when it's a little bit warmer. I haven't been uh, in the best of weather lately. So, um, but uh, what I'd like to do, yes, we still have rest and reflect some days that I still owe you there. So there's quite a bit of content actually uh, that I'm excited to just deliver and give. But um, I sort of got interviewed. So I wanted to share that interview with you. And originally, this is the sad part. I had some malfunction with the technology that I was using and it just uh, didn't save the recording. And I couldn't recover it. It was corrupted. So uh, my wife uh, was uh, wanted to join the podcast and a couple weeks ago, we sat down and we did the recording and, and she interviewed me and asked me the questions and I got to answer them. So it was really good. So I'm really sad because I'm, I'm going to redo that same thing. I'm going to do it in two parts because it was a 35-minute podcast and maybe that's why it ended up being corrupted and not working out. But uh, I'm going to do it in two parts. So this will be part one of two and thankfully, um, because she's awesome, she wrote the questions down that she asked me. So I'm going to read my own questions to the interview and then answer the question uh, for part one today. So let's get started. Um, one of the things that she asked me is if you could travel to two new places uh, anywhere in the world, uh, where would they be and why? Um, and I had two places that I mentioned, of course. So the first one was Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo, Japan. Culturally, uh, J Japanese culture has always been something that I've been a big fan of and studied and some cases adopted into my life and practice. But I also see Tokyo, um, Japan, uh, Tokyo, Japan as a, as a center of, of technology. I mean, a city is a city of technology, period. Um, and I would like as somebody who loves technology um, and 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 just is really excited by that. I would love to be in a city that's built around that. So uh, I see that as probably the future of some of these mega cities, as you as I I would like to call them. And um, I would I would just love to go visit there for for those two reasons: culture and uh, the center and the hub of technology globally. So that's the first spot. Uh, second spot, um, Australia, New Zealand. I mentioned those two. I'd like to spend like a two-part vacation in each um, to explore. New Zealand is, would be incredibly beautiful, a great hike, a great place. Um, I've seen it in several movies and just like it looks beautiful. Uh, it looks like untouched. I love to hike. I love to be outside. And, and this would be a fantastic place to go and, and do that. Australia. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Um, there's a part of me that uh, has always wanted to go surfing. I have my surfboard that's gathering dust in my room upstairs in the back cave and my house. I have not brought it out for some time and I don't want to go to Australia just to surf. But again, I think there's this cultural aspect. Uh, there's country all the way, uh, very far away, um, uh, kind of not really influenced, but by its own. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, obviously surrounded by the ocean, um, and kind of like Hawaii to me, it, it's just, 
it looks like a great cultural place to visit um, and is very different from my own and from anything that I've seen probably in Europe. Um, when I traveled Europe, I was very young um, and traveled with a, a soccer team out there. Uh, so I would just like to go to Australia um, and, and kind of like Hawaii has these different environmental genomes, uh, desert, um, forests, uh, like uh, cities, uh, and all in a very uh, small area. Um, I would I would love to explore that entire country. That's question one. Question two: What made you decide to run a marathon? I've run uh, you know a few marathons, but uh, she wanted to know what made me decide to run a marathon, and what what were my struggles um, and things with uh, training and uh, during the race. Um, what, what did I face? What were some of those hurdles and, and challenges? So the first question, first part of the second question is, uh, why did I decide? I wanted to see if it was possible. Uh, a lot of things that I go after that I've been told I can't do or you won't be able to do it. I love those moments where I can actually prove people wrong and, and show how resilient a human being is and, and how great you can be if you just try. Um, I never thought I would run 26.2 miles, but I did. Um, and I've done it more than once. Um, really enjoyed that uh, challenge. Enjoyed it so much. I decided to do it a couple more times. Um, and I still run to this day, obviously. I've shared that with you all uh, in the audience. And I've done it several times. What were my struggles? Um, my struggle was keeping the discipline. I think with anything that you're going to go after that you've never done before and you're learning, um, the struggle will be to be disciplined and practice, be disciplined in habits that you haven't mastered or created for yourself. And that was a struggle. It was a struggle to keep to a, a very rigid training plan so that I wouldn't kill myself uh, trying to run a 262 mile race uh, without any training, which would have been really, really bad. Um, so that was a struggle. I think during the race, um, it's you have to be very self-aware of what your mind is doing. Your mind is, is programmed. Anything that causes you pain or anything that causes you to struggle to go into like a protection mode. And you have to overcome that. You have to have a battle of, of your own mind, so to speak. And that's very difficult, especially when you're running a, a strenuous race that technically humans uh, weren't meant to, to do all the time uh, or try. It's uh, A marathon is very damaging physically to your body. Can't even be permanently damaging to your body. But um, that that's the, like staying out of my head and not letting my head tell my rest of my body that I can't do it during the race was very difficult to do. Uh, it was over four hours of, of straight running. Um, and you, you imagine probably around mile 20, 21, your body is like, I'm done. Nope, we're, we're not running no more, but you are. And you have to fight through that and push through the wall, as they call it, uh, around that time. Even though it was just the 10K left, uh, it was probably the hardest 6.2 miles that I had to run was the last part of that uh, 26.2 miles. So that was that was definitely the struggle. Question number three, how do you know uh, that I love you was a, a really great touching question that she asked. And, you know, I think um, anybody that's a partner um, that you have, um, you just, there's things that they do. Um, she listens to me. Uh, she encourages me where I don't have my own encouragement and I'm not a cheerleader for myself. 
I can always count on her being the cheerleader for me. Even in moments where I've disappointed her, um, apologized and kind of grown through things, um, she has forgiven me and she has helped me to be a better person. Um, she challenges me when I, again, don't believe I can do it um, and doesn't let me settle. So I really appreciate that about her. That's how I know that she she loves me. Um, she'll write notes and, and drop those into little places that I go um, in my bags or in my lunch or things like that. So she just knows that uh, that that I care that she cares about me. Um, she gives me a lot of reminders. Um, she makes me not go to bed without telling her that I love her and giving her a kiss. Good night. Um, I know you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, but, uh, really ideally that's been a cornerstone of the relationship. Even when we're angry with each other, we make a habit of doing that, um, and, and not going to bed angry. So, you know, I, knowing that she won't let me go to bed angry at her, um, keeps us strong and, and also tells me, uh, that she loves me as well. So, um, that was I, that was one I sadly wish uh, she talked a lot during that time um, when we did the first run at this uh, cast. And I would have loved for you to hear her perception and her idea of why she does what she does. Um, but sadly, that will be missed in this um, in this re-recording uh, part one. Question four, uh, what do you want to do once you retire? Uh, eek. I don't know. Um, retirement for me is, uh, I'm 47. Retirement's going to be 55. At least I'm on track for retirement at 55. And uh, I want to travel. I want to travel the world. I want to see those places, like I said earlier, uh, those, those two really great places, Tokyo, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. Definitely want to go see those. Uh, I want to travel a lot. I want to do some Airbnbs, uh, travel around the world. I think also uh, when I retire, I'd, I'd love to build a tiny home for us to be able to escape um, urban lifestyle, uh, something that's off the grid. It's completely uh, solar powered and doesn't require any kind of city plumbing, etc. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe at the most from a technology standpoint, I can get enough of a cell signal that I can use that as a hotspot for Internet connection and stay connected to the world or email or whatnot. But for the most part, it's going to be a place to detox. I would love to build one uh, in my retirement, not just get one, but build one from the ground up. And um, so that would be something I'd like to do in my retirement. Um, that's really kind of it as far as what's on the board for now. I, I, I would just like to relax uh, after working 55 years of my life, uh, be able to retire without a worry uh, financially, which we're on track to do. She actually gets to retire uh, at 49 um, in two more years, so lucky her. Um, but that's that's kind of what I'm looking at um, from that standpoint. Um, what do you enjoy? Do you uh, So, so uh, question number five is what do you enjoy? Why do you enjoy that particular thing? Um, uh, uh, what topics do you like to write most about? Um, why do you enjoy writing? Why do you enjoy podcasting? Um, I, you all know this as you follow both the blog as well as the podcast. I have one part of it that um, for me, altru altruistically, I love to share stories. I'm a storyteller and I want 
to be able to share my story with you, a story of failure, stories of success, and hopefully out of those bits and pieces in my writing or in my casting, maybe you pick something out that um, you get to use and you're able to turn a corner or, or it's the catalyst for you becoming the best version of yourself. Um, I see this as a way of getting that out, right? So like my reach on the blog and on the podcast is, is far, it's worldwide. So, uh, I get to share it with anybody that decides to pick it up. Even if it's just one person, uh, to me, I think that's a, a great thing. Um, but at, 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 at its heart, why I enjoy casting and why I enjoy, um, writing is, uh, I, I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories, uh, both my own as well as the story of others, and uh, probably will continue to do so um, as, as I get older and as I continue in this life. Um, so that's it. That's part one. We still have uh, five questions to go uh, for part two, and I will try to get part two up in a, a couple days, but I hope you like part one, um, and I hope you enjoy the cast, and um, if nothing else, have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the story today and a little bit more about me um, uh, for the, from the podcasting and, and the blog that maybe you didn't know or maybe I hadn't shared. Um, I just appreciate my wife for asking these questions and never been interviewed before. I've always interviewed others. Um, so it was, it was pretty special. It was pretty fun uh, and pretty cool. Uh, until then, part two. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great week. And uh, as always, I appreciate the plays.